If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. No, this is not Dave LaGreca. No, this is not Bully Ray. Uh, this is the producer of the show, Alex Metz, and I am here with WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry. And Mark, you and Bully... Uh, Ray hosted the show today. Uh, what we're going to hear on the podcast is a lot of your discussion about the Royal Rumble this week. It is Rumble Week, and you guys talk about some shockers, some surprises, some predictions for who could potentially get into the mix in the Royal Rumble and try to slay the beast, Brock Lesnar, who's coming in at number one. Well, you definitely have so many options from Bobby Lashley. To Keith Lee, who I really think the WWE will miss the boat if they don't create an unbelievable moment. There's so many things that is going on that with surprises and people that you got to listen to the podcast. Speaking of Brock Lesnar, you guys with kind of a surprising segment, not something we had planned. We talked a little bit about uh, our truth on the podcast today. He was one of your honorable mentions for the power rankings who the listeners will also hear today. R-Truth and Brock, maybe this was a little more off the cuff on Raw this past week than we may have thought. Yeah, I think not only was it off the cuff, I think that it might have been even a secret even to Brock. But Brock handled it in a way that a seasoned veteran would handle it. And you get to hear us talk about what went on. Uh, As I mentioned, the pro wrestling power rankings this week, Dave LaGreca got in a lot of trouble last week for his power rankings. Uh, Being that he is not here today, you and Bully Ray took the reins, and I think the fans were really happy with what you guys came up with. Bless his heart. Well, (laughs) we had to go in and do our best. Uh, We, as Bully said, we did a legitimate, serious, serious list. And no personal feelings were, involved in no this one. No personal feelings involved. And there were people that got left off, but it was really, really tight. And like I said, we even had honorable mentions, but, you know, we didn't make the list. Uh, I think a really good addition of the Pro Wrestling Power Rankings this week. And finally, SmackDown announcer Corey Graves has been making waves in recent weeks with his new podcast. Um... This past week, he talked about Monday Night Raw specifically, what he doesn't like about the show, having to do with them maybe trying to recreate the magic of the Attitude Era with this Lana, Lashley, Rusev, and Liv Morgan's uh, segment. So, Mark, you guys get into it, and Corey's comments specifically on why he thinks they should maybe be going in a different direction creatively on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, Corey Graves is definitely one that we should make sure that you listen to because he makes a point that is not always what I look at as being palatable comments. And we'll talk about that on the podcast. All of that right now, Bully Ray and Mark Henry, two WWE Hall of Famers on the same podcast. That's right. It's the Busted Open podcast coming up right now. 
Do you think Conor McGregor could be successful in the WWE? And do you think that there's any chance in hell he's a surprise entrant in the Rumble? As a businessman, I do think that he could. And I would not let my personal uh, feelings for him affect business. That's just the way I've been taught in this business. Um, do I think that he will be an entrant in the Battle Royal? No. Um, too much ego. He would want to win. I just know him. I just could feel that he would want to win. And that, that would be more important to him than coming in, making a splash, and everybody in the ring stopping, turning to him, and walking slowly toward him, and then just rushing him and throwing him out, which would would be just as good as him winning in pro wrestling. But mm. he's too stupid, I think, to <laughs> realize what doing good business is. But anyway, I'll digress. Uh, and speaking of good business, while you were just talking, it made me think of this. Um... The Big Show and Floyd Mayweather, they didn't do good business. They did phenomenal business together. Would you agree? Yes, they okay. did. And, and go ahead, make your point. So, uh, my, Not a point, a question. You get a phone call from Vince tomorrow, and Vince says you're the perfect guy for an angle with Conor McGregor. Mark Henry, are you doing it or not? I am. I'm doing it. You can do business with him? Yes. I'm only going to slap him once. I would only slap him once. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> just one shot. You're going to slip I one shot. At I just want to pinch the shit out of him. Just, you know how you're, when you're in church and you're acting up and your mom grabs a hold of that skin under your arm and goes, and you go, ah, oh, stop, mom. Yeah, yeah. That's I'd give him one of those pinches. <laughs> You it's it's like that l- that little meaty spot on the back of the oh, tricep. Man. No matter how hard you work, you can't get muscle in that area. But no. there's just a little meaty spot. On Dreamer, it just flaps in the wing <laughs> like the bottom of a turkey's neck. <laughs> you ever see Dreamer raises on his when Dreamer raises his arm, his tricep drops like six inches. <laughs> it's like a turkey neck just swinging in the wing. Hey, turkey necks are delicious. Um, All right. We were talking about the Royal Rumble. We got the Rumble coming up in a week. Lots of speculations about who's going to be in it. Obviously, we know a lot of the main roster guys are going to be on it. We we have names. Here's here's what we have so far, Mark. We got Lesnar. Reel them off. Reel them off. Lesnar, Reigns, Corbin, Ziggler, Nakamura, Strowman, Rowan, AJ Styles, Orton, Elias, Mysterio, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, my favorite guy in the whole WWE, Otis, Tucker, Rusev, Lashley, Aleister Black, and Buddy Murphy. That's, uh, I believe, 19 out of the 30 entrants into the men's battle royal, uh, Royal Rumble. Mark, do you think we should have any surprise entrance this year like the feel-good entrance in 2015 i was a feel-good entrant into the royal rumble in philly i lasted about five minutes and then my ass got thrown out by bray wyatt do you think the wwe should utilize those spots for current talent maybe nxt talent or do we bring in a legend uh for for that spot just for the feel-good pop I, I, you know what, my personal opinion is I love the old guys. I, I'm one of them. Um, 
but I really do think that the way business is evolving, that they should use the NXT guys. They're over. People know who they are, and they want to see. Listen, I, t- I said it last week. Um, it will be great to see Keith Lee come in or Adam Cole come in and some of the old issues that they've had, Finn Balor, like, like let the guys come back in and have them, you know, pick up where they left off, the angles that they had. But at some point, Brock should be laying people out. And as soon as, you know, the camera is on Brock's face, you see Keith Lee rise up behind him like he does on NXT. And Brock turns around and face-to-face with Keith Lee. Oh, my. You'll get the rumbles. You'll get it. And, 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 and you create these moments in that battle royal as it relates to what would make exciting TV for everybody. And uh, I, I would hope that that's what they do rather than just bring it. And you know what? If you bring in a surprise guy, great. Great. I'm all for it. But I, I still want to see uh, more NXT guys. Me and you are on the exact same page when it comes to Keith Lee. Last week with me and LaGreca were talking. Um, I said that they should utilize the Royal Rumble to get Keith Lee over. And I said, you have that moment when Keith Lee and Brock Lesnar are face-to-face. But what you just did was you made that spot even better because Keith Lee has been doing that kind of Hannibal Lecter moment where he's been popping up behind people, that horror movie effect where, oh, my God, the killer is rising. So could you imagine if Brock Lesnar was just standing there and, as you said, as we've seen Keith Lee do on TV in the past couple weeks, just rise up. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it because I could see the camera shot. You could just see it, and imagine the look on Brock's face when he can just feel Keith Lee mm, behind mm, him, mm. and then Brock turning around slow, and Brock and Keith Lee locking eyes, and the look on Heyman's face. Because <laughs> Heyman, knows, Heyman knows that there are not many people who can stand there across from Brock Lesnar, but here comes young up-and-comer Keith Lee, who can trade punches, kicks, and, and just about anything else with Brock. And that's how you make a star, right, Mark? Mark? That's how you make them. And, and, and Vince is in the business of making people. I, I know that you know he, he will eventually get there, but I, I just think that sometimes you know the best way to do it is to listen to Bust It Open and take some of these ideas because – I don't see a lot of the stuff that me and you talk about when we're on. When we put the hand, the pen in our hand, we give each other goosebumps just talking. Imagine if we actually see our work come to fruition. I, I'm 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 not applying for a job. I'm not asking for a job. I'm just saying use what we come on now. Mark, they we do. Got, well, there's guys that are listening to us. They listen Mark, to us. They do. There are a couple of wrestling companies who, who I know for a fact listen to this show who have used exactly what we've talked about on their TV show. I've seen it happen. 
Sometimes we're joking after Monday Night Raw or even last week after AEW that they have to listen to the show. And, and listen, I have no problem with that. Good. You Use the angles. Use the stories. It works for everybody. People are entertained. But, man, you're right. We're, we're not politicking for creative. But, boy, no. do we come up with some interesting scenarios on this yeah, show. Yeah, and, and I, I love it. Like, what I, I and don't think for one second that I don't listen to every show uh, all week. I love listening to you and Dave, and I listen to some of the things, and and I'm I'm like, oh, I should call in right now. And I'm like, oh, I'm not supposed to be on today. And it's just like this constant thing where um, I love listening because I get just as much enjoyment out of listening to what comes on this program and the ideas as I do watching the show, and sometimes even more. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. The landscape of pro wrestling has changed. This is a revolution. So it's only fitting that we change along with it, even our rankings. It's amazing how these people just side with you. Welcome to the new and improved Dave LaGreca Pro Wrestling Power Rankings. Let's see who's up. Yes! Yes! And who's down. From Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, and the rest of the world of pro wrestling in this week's Dave LaGreca Pro Wrestling Power Rankings. Nah, nah, nah. It's not the Dave LaGreca Power Rankings. It's the Bully Ray and Mark Henry Power Rankings. Dave's not here no more. All right. At number five, we're taking you back to Friday night to SmackDown. Little tables match action going on. I found it very, very entertaining. Roman Reigns goes over on Bobby Roode. A little help from the Usos. A couple of run-ins. People were on their feet. Who we got at number five? You got it, baby! Double Uso splash through the table. But look at the ring. The big dog. Spear! Roode through the table. Reigns wins! Listen to that pop. That's all you needed to hear. Mark, did you want to say something? No, I was just looking at Alex. I was giving Alex a look, but anyway. You heard the pop when Roman speared Bobby Roode through the table. The crowd was so into that tables match. I thought those guys, guys did a great job. It's not easy to have a singles tables match. It's very no. difficult It's because it's hard to do false spots at the table. I thought they did a great job coming at number five, Roman Reigns. At number four, taking you back to NXT. This was a really, really strong match. And these two guys are getting the job done every time they're on TV. On an, uh, no, I'm sorry, my bad. AEW totally screwed that one up. We're going back to Wednesday night AEW. These two guys getting the job done. But Pac doing a real strong job. Back up to the top. Black arrow. Oh, Lord, back. On the lower back. One, two, three. Yes. That is that Oh, what a match. Mark, I know you are a huge fan of Pac. Every opportunity you get yeah. on this show to put him over, you do. He's a, he's a phenomenal talent in the ring. He he um I believe in him when he when he fights, when he wrestles, when he talks, I believe in everything that he's spewing. Pac went over, but Darby Allen got over. So 
business was accomplished in that match. It was definitely made, and I'm going to tell you something. I was not high on Darby Allen coming to the ring with a skateboard and a la Johnny. <laughs> but I, I, I tell you, he's grown on me, and I realize he's an unbelievable talent. I, I can't wait to see more of Darby Allen. I totally agree. Coming in at number three, going to take you back to uh, Monday Night Raw. These two guys have been getting the job done now for the past three matches that they had. And let me say this, Mark. If I put my personal feelings into these power rankings, these guys would have been my number one. But I'm putting credibilities on these power rankings. And here we go with number three from Monday Staring Night Raw. Staring a hole right into Buddy Murphy. Another oh. black mass. He just prolonged the inevitable. Covered by Aleister Black. Shoulders down. Murphy is out. Mark, I think Hell you would agree that Aleister Black and Buddy Murphy have incredible chemistry. And you yes. want to talk about... You know, there's an old school term, Mark, you know about, so do I. It's called lay your shit in. These guys are laying their shit in. You know what? Not only did they lay it in, but it was on point. Like, they did stuff. The timing was perfect. And, you know, I've done a couple of seminars where we talk about the why, the when, and the how of wrestling. They already know how. They definitely know where to put things but it's the when they do it that's so important and these guys when they go at it i'm always looking okay here comes something they're building towards something and it's always oh they take it away and they make you want it and make you want it this, this series of matches you can put on the network as just them guys getting over there you go. So at number three, we had Aleister Black. At number two, taking you back to Monday Night Raw, a guy that everybody is very hopeful for, a guy that everybody has been high on, and we're hoping that the WWE finally starts to push this guy the way we all feel that he needs to be pushed. Orton able to roll through. Oh! Yes! Claymore kick! McIntyre into the cover. Drew McIntyre picks up the win. Oh my gosh, what an opportunity. Here's your winner. Mark, that's a credible win right there. He Big beat time. two guys. He beat AJ Styles and he beat Randy Orton. So when you take two a look Hall at these of Fame, two future Hall of Famers. Without a doubt. So when you take a look at these power rankings and you and you you, you talk about it from a credible point of view, I think Drew having a win over AJ and Randy Orton is incredibly credible. Yeah, and, and like I said, you, you get a win over two guys that I think will be first ballot Hall of Famers if there's such a thing as a ballot. But I we I digress. I think that this the way that he won the match shows that it wasn't something that he just slipped up and won. He actually put the work in to get the job done. And that was more important than getting the win is he established the fact that he was going to win. Strong win for Drew at number two. And at number one, this one was pretty easy for me. I mean, it, 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 it was a tough list, but this one was easy. And I'm sure you're going to be happy with my number one because if it wasn't for Mark Henry, 
my number one would never be number one. And now Belair with the KOD. She launches Shirai to the outside. Bianca Belair is the number one contender. Mark, Bianca Belair, you're the guy that found her, right? I did. Uh, she was an outstanding track athlete that turned into a strength athlete. And she just had too much personality for strength sports. And I told her, look, I need you to tell your mom and dad that you're going to be a wrestler and have them call me. And they did. And now we have Bianca Belair. When I watch her in the ring, I mean, the personality just, she exudes personality. You could see that from the second she comes out. But what stands out to me is the same thing that stood out to you, the athletic ability because pro wrestling is one of the most difficult things in the world to do athletic-wise. You can see the athletic ability in a Bianca Belair like you're able to see the athletic ability in a Charlotte Flair. You could see that they were athletes their entire lives. You could see that they were coached their entire lives. You could see that they have good balance and they have good footwork. And that's what I see from Bianca Belair. She won the Battle Royal, and now she moves on. I believe she's the number one contender for the NXT That's Women's right. Championship. So let's sum it up. The Bully Ray and Mark Henry credible power rankings for this week incredible at number five. Yep, at number five, you got Roman Reigns. At number four, you got Pac. At number three, we got Aleister Black. At number two, we got Drew McIntyre. And at number one, Bianca Belair. Nation. I would love to know what you have to think about those power rankings this week. And you know what we're going to do, Mark? We're going to go right out to the nation. So here we go. Boom. David in Atlanta, what did you think about the power rankings this week? Sounding good, guys. I like the choices, Bully. What do you think? Is there is there Better anything than- on the on the on the uh on the ranking that you didn't think was in the right place. Hello, David. David, did David, you like David the power ranks? Okay, goodbye, David. Okay. Joe David out in North Carolina, what did you think of the power rankings this week? Joe, I think everybody's screwing with us today, Alex. Actually, it's Joe. Jo- Wait, is it? It's John. Mon? John, Joe, it starts with a J. I was close enough. John in North Carolina, what did you think of the power rankings this week? Uh, a lot better than what I have been hearing from uh, the other person. So I think we're good. The on other that. person. Didn't even give him <laughs> yeah, a name. You don't even need to say his <laughs> name now. I mean, it's just the other person. Now. Oh, wow. That's it. Did you have a question for us, John? Um, I did. I actually got um, – my question is, could you ever see the Fiend affecting another character, leaving Bray Wyatt, like, incomplete? And if so, who would that other character be? And um, I really think that'd be an interesting storyline. Him going after the Fiend, um, kind of recreating or actually just kill that character all all together. What do y'all think? Uh, I don't know. I don't think I want to see the Fiend killed off or, or or Bray Wyatt killed off. I like what they're doing. I get a little confused sometimes, Mark. What do you think? You know, I, I like them both. I like the uh, the whole Firefly Funhouse version is entertaining that's that's the point guys like this is meant to entertain it's is there's no wrong that's being done i i it's i don't get it this is about maybe the second or third time that somebody said that they weren't into the fiend uh that they thought it was 
you know, too movie like or too television like. Uh, it, it's television. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I entertainment is meant to be entertaining. I don't get it. Daniel out in Rockford, Illinois. What did you think about the power rankings this week, brother? Oh, I thought they were pretty good. Um, just pretty, just pretty good. Um, no, I think um, they were um, a, a definite upgrade from before. Um, a lot more credible, I guess you could say. My my question yeah, to you is: Did you get a chance to watch NXT, AEW, SmackDown, and Raw this week? I watch AEW. Um, I watch it every week. I used to watch Raw and SmackDown, but it just um, I just lost lost the, the the attention for it. I guess you could say. Okay. Why? Why? Um, I, I just always get frustrated with certain characters I was like real into, and and I, I so I always expect more. I guess you could say or. I would think something good's gonna happen, and then something would happen where you just wouldn't see them as much, or you would see them start uh, um, losing more. And I, I, I like you know, I used to always be a big fan of it, and then once it started happening more and more, I just got tired of it once AEW came out. It's, it's enough, hard to be able to. It's hard to be able to say what you thought was good if you didn't watch it. So you know, let's. If you're calling in, I hope you watch because, you know, we will ask you the question. John out in New York, what did you think about the power rankings this week, bro? Uh, I think you did a fantastic job. Um, I'd probably put Drew at number one. I think that was a hell of a win in the triple threat. Um, I'm a big Drew fan. Um, I actually uh, book in the Royal Rumble. I'd love to see now that we have Brock at number one. I mean, what if, like, you know, tonight on Raw, Orton goes up to Brock's face and says, yeah, you know, you think you're such a tough guy being number one in the Rumble, you know, why don't you put that title on the line? Then you could see if we, if Brock really has balls. And then, you know, maybe Orton could eliminate Lesnar in the Rumble and you set up a match without the title right there. And I'd love to see Goldberg come in at number two because there's a history between Lesnar and Goldberg. That'd be awesome. To see that. All right, thanks, John. Mark, what do you think? Goldberg and Brock facing off again? Goldberg is a surprise entrant. You digging it? Uh, I don't know about second. I mean, if, if you had Goldberg come in uh, around like 11 or uh, 14, somewhere in there, and get caught up in the mix, then yeah. But whoever, who's ever the first guy in the ring that starts it and the, 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 the third person that comes to the ring – Man, those those spots are going to be real, real important. They're going to be very important. I tell you what, Mark, I was fortunate enough in the 2015 Royal Rumble to be the first surprise. So the, the first two guys in the ring were uh, Ron, the Truth Killings, and The Miz. And I was the first countdown and like that outside-of-the-box surprise. And I love that spot because the people, they're just so ready for that first countdown. And, man, w- came out there and... Uh, uh, it, it was it, it was an incredible reaction. So if you're in the right spot for that surprise, I would e- I either want to be the first surprise or I want to be the last surprise. In the Royal Rumble, I think I want to be the first surprise. Right, uh, right. And 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 uh, th- I'm not shocked that I would want to be the first surprise because I love going on first. I'm not a guy that needs to be on last. I'm just the guy that needs to be talked about when you're going home. And, Mark, you've stole so many shows on your own that I think you know what I'm talking about. 
If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. In the break, we were talking about something real quick about the power rankings. You wanted to give an honorable mention to somebody, so the floor is yours, my friend. Well, uh, first I'll say happy birthday, uh, happy belated birthday. Yesterday was his birthday. Our truth should be an honorable mention for what he did with Brock Lesnar on Monday. Had Brock Lesnar walking all over the ring laughing his ass. He just couldn't be. At one point, he had to lean against the ropes. Paul Heyman was like, what what, 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 what are you talking about? And truth is, my bad. Like, he, it was so good. He popped me like two or three different times. I laughed. And when you start talking about reactionary things that you do in the ring, Nothing exemplifies pro wrestling like that segment with Truth, Heyman, and Brock. So, honorable mention goes out to our truth Now, Mark, let's pull back the curtain a little bit, okay? <laughs> <laughs> because, obviously, the business of that segment was to entertain on TV. But you know damn well, backstage, the business of that segment was to get Brock to crack. Yes, it you was. Know, you know and, that. And, and from what I'm understanding, <laughs> uh, Brock didn't even know that that was going to happen. No way. Yeah. It was completely kayfabe. That's what I'm getting. And that made me like it. Reli- re- reliable sources? Reliable sources. <laughs> ah. <laughs> because, because I How great is that? How that great it, is that? It's when so the rib is on somebody else, it's yep. funny as hell. When it's on yep. you, you don't <laughs> like it so much. But the thing with the, with him and Brock, it wasn't really a rib on Brock. It no. was it was it was it was designed for Brock not to be mentally prepared to block it, and it worked because I never seen Brock laugh that much since I've known him. He I was laughing his ass off. It was beautiful, and it gave said- me a baby face feeling about Brock that I never got in the ring. I get it in the back because, you know, we go into, you know, he got his private dressing room with a little private catering and I steal all his snacks. Yep. But in the ring, he's all about business. And y'all got to see Brock Lesnar. Go back and look at Monday Night Raw. You get to see Brock Lesnar in a place that you never ever seen him. It was beautiful. Mark, there are about because three because of Archer. Pe- there are about three people allowed in uh, Brock's dressing room, and I think me and you are two out of the three. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that if Brock saw Truth before they went out there, I'm almost positive that Brock said, "Truth, don't you dare! Don't you try to do it!" Don't because you listen. Dare. I said last week, and back me up on this, or feel free to shoot me down. 
Brock respects a guy like Truth because Truth's been around forever and Truth was around when Brock had first started. So Brock looks at Truth as a veteran of the business. Yes. So he's not going to be mad at him or look down no. upon him for trying to get him to laugh while they're out there, especially when Brock knows what the end of the segment is going to be. He, he Well, he, he, he knows what the end of the segment is going to be. And, uh, I mean, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure – that it was brought, it was given to him as he was in the ring, because I, I don't think that he knew when Truth Music hit and came out, he didn't even know Truth was coming out. Like it was to it was kayfabe just like that that to that degree. Wait a minute, time out, time out. You you just you just shocked me when you told me that what was said in the ring was shot. What would, Brock didn't know. But now you're telling me that Brock didn't even know that Truth was coming out. I think this is purely Heyman and and Truth. That's hysterical. Uh, That's beyond hysterical. Listen, when I heard it, I was like, no. And I was like, the more that I saw Brock's reaction, I realized it was true. That's the only way that he could break like that. There was no acting. Brock was reacting. And it was absolutely, positively beautiful. And and this goes back to what we have talked about so many times, and I'm going to use the word unscripted. Let's just say all of the information that you got is 100% accurate, where Brock had no idea that truth was coming out, and he had no idea about the verbiage. Look at how entertainment that segment was. Look at what happens when you leave it up to the boys to go out there and entertain. I mean, everything that they needed to get done was done. People were entertained. You got Brock to laugh a little bit, actually humanized him a little bit, and then the beast leaves truth laying. You got a look on your face right now. Did you just get some crazy text? What? Yes. What just happened? Just Alex <laughs> told me to pay attention. Oh. <laughs> you are paying attention. You're talking okay, about Brock. I'm, All right. I'm paying attention. All right. I'm talking about Brock. Before we go back out to the to the nation uh, hey, Bully, on the really, phone. Really quick, I do have a question about this. So this is very interesting to me. Does that mean that, okay, backstage they told Brock, and either of you guys can answer this if you know the answer. They told Brock, hey, listen, you're going to go out there. Heyman's going to do his thing. He's going to cut a promo. There will be someone that comes out to the ring, and then at the end of the segment you're going to you know, F5 him and get the last word. Is that To the T, is that probably all he knew? I don't think he even got that. So all of that is just him reacting. It was like, hey, we're going to go out, cut this promo, do our thing, come back. Wow. So that means even that little bit at the end where Brock picks up the microphone and go, and that's what's up, even that was completely off the cuff. Yeah, just off the cuff. Like Brock being Brock. Brock is talented, man. Like Truth is talented. Truth knew what he was supposed to do, and he did it to a, a degree that should have had him in the power rankings, but you can't put everybody in the power rankings. I mean, this this week was a week where uh, there were four other people that I thought could have been on the power ranking that weren't on the power ranking that could also get an honorable mention, and that is uh, Pete Dunne and... Um, Even Lacey. Uh, uh, Lacey Pitt Bailey. Yeah, shit. Man, six people. 
Like who? Give me the names, Alex, of all the people that were in the match with um, NXT's tag match that I love with the original bro. Yeah, so Pete Matt Riddle Dunn, and Matt and Pete Dunne. Yeah, Webster, Flash Morgan Webster. Yeah, Flash Morgan Webster, and what's Mark uh, Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews, why does his name keep slipping my It's two mind? first names. It's it's hard. Well, you're getting a little old, you know. Oh, I've been hitting the head a lot. That's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's our trademark excuse? Yeah. I'm going to get a shirt made from being, me and you. What size shirt you wear? 2X? 3X? Yes. Two, give me a 3 because then I wash it and it's a 2. Get okay. Dreamer a 4. <laughs> get Dreamer 1. I'm sorry. <laughs> I get hit in the head a lot. That's the shirt that I'm getting another Well, made. actually, you know why I can't remember? I mean, I get hit in the head a lot, but it, it wasn't from the chair shots. It was that time you went for the splash on somebody else, but you hit me by mistake, and my son brains have bitch. never... <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'm going to eat your face off when I see you. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not talking to you anymore. And Alex, I think it was a, I think now. it was on one of the Royal Rumble pre-shows. We had like a 10-man tag, and the finish of the match was you were supposed to splash, I think, one of the guys in the Ascension and get the one, two, three, and you splashed me by mistake, and my whole body felt you like was just there. Got... <laughs> you was I there. Wasn't even... You needed no, to be I splashed. Wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't anywhere near I was where you were splashing everybody. Everybody's splashes for you. Splashes for you. <laughs> and you get a splash, and you get a splash, and you. And then why oh, the hell I covered you? I have no clue. I just. <laughs> I did the like, job, like and I, I wasn't even supposed to do the job. The rib was on me. Oh, my God. Me. So funny. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. What I want to get into right now, Mark, is some comments that Corey Graves recently made on his podcast. I found them really, really interesting. I don't know if you heard the comments. I did. But Alex, okay, cool. Alex, for the Nation members who may not have heard what Corey Graves said, can you please read his quote so we could talk about it? Yeah, Corey talked about Monday Night Raw and specifically on the uh, on the podcast this past week, uh, and he addressed kind of what his uh, issues are currently with the Raw product. And uh, it kind of took me by surprise, but I kind of get where he's coming from, uh, mainly just because I think Raw has actually been a pretty good show recently. Uh, but here's what Corey had to say about it. He said, and I quote, The things about the Attitude Era that we miss are not cheesy Jerry Springer storylines and four-letter words and boobs. The Attitude Era was awesome because you had a bunch of superstars who were allowed to figure things out, allowed to be themselves, allowed to connect, and weren't pigeonholed or forced into these garbage circumstances. And every once in a while, there was a terrible storyline, but people made it work because you could laugh at yourself. It was tongue-in-cheek, and the talent made each other better. It was a competition, night after night. You had to figure out how to survive, and it made everyone better. It made the product better. There were a ton of awful, horrendous storylines. Mae Young gave birth to a hand. There was Katie Vick. Some of the worst storylines in the business's history took place in the Attitude Era. 
But as a whole, the business was on fire because everyone had to step up. Even if you were in a garbage circumstance, a terrible story, you had an opportunity to make your own path. That's what we need. That's what we as fans miss from the Attitude Era. Not crude storylines, lewdness, not puppies and jokes like that. We need more action and guys who are badasses allowed to be badasses and allowed to be entertaining. Hmm. Wow. That's a lot of stuff right there from Corey. Can't hmm. say I disagree at all because I've been screaming that at the top of my lungs since I got on Busted Open. Mark, your take first. You know what, man? I, I think that there's a lot of quality words in what he said, but um, I think that at the end of the day, you have to look at it like this. You have to touch so many people that you have to do different things in pro wrestling. You can't have it one way or the other. And if you're expecting it to be all Mac classic matches and guys trying to see who can out wrestle each other and who can put the best match together, then you're, you're going to be disappointed because that's not what pro wrestling is. We just said that what our truth did was special because we need that in wrestling. We just said that Bianca Belair going, you don't even go here. It's nothing to do with wrestling. It's entertainment. This is a pro wrestling crowd sometimes that gets sports entertainment. And you just have to suck it up and take it. Because it's sports entertainment at the end of the day when you work for the WWE. If you want pro wrestling, go to New Japan, go to AEW at times, and go to NXT. Those are better pro wrestling shows. Um, I I just, I agree with him in some ways, but I, I have to disagree. You know, like, you, you can't just want pro wrestling because um, pro wrestling, I don't think is just, is going to sell every show. It's got to be uh, bells and whistles too. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I want to take, there's no doubt that you need bells and whistles. Too much of one thing is no good. Um, uh, before I get to this part of the tour, I'll, like I'll compare it to ring of honor. Ring of honor is a great, pro wrestling company because they give you pro wrestling, pro wrestling, pro wrestling, pro wrestling, pro wrestling, pro wrestling, pro wrestling. It's like going to the buffet and every dish is chicken prepared a different way, but it's still just chicken. No steak. I need a little bit of variety. You can't just have match after match after match after match after match after match. Because at the end of the day, it still is sports entertainment, and pro wrestling is a part of sports entertainment. So I need a little bit of variety. I think that AEW and, and, and even Impact give us a good mix of that variety, and hopefully moving forward um, with Marty Skrull, now the head booker of Ring of Honor, he incorporates some of that variety into the product. Because that's what the product has yearned for for a long time. Variety. We got that variety when the uh, when the guys in the Bullet Club and the Elite were there. Once they left, that variety 
seem to get watered down. They're just wrestling, 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 wrestling. Now, back to what Corey said, because I want to kind of dumb it down a little bit. He said the Attitude Era was awesome because you had a bunch of superstars who were allowed to figure things out, allowed to be themselves, and allowed to connect, and were not pigeonholed or forced into certain situations. Mark, basically what he's saying is, during the Attitude Era, guys and gals were allowed to get over. Have more freedom, yeah. And but you that's know it. Get over. Guys and gals, these days, you know damn well, Mark. I experienced it in 2015, 2016. You're not allowed to just go out there and get over anymore. No. You got to go over and do business. So if not things business. went down. Business. Yes, you got to do business their way, 100% their way. It used to be 50% their way, and then you could put your spin on it. So let's take what you said earlier about the R-Truth and Brock Lesnar thing um, being a, a complete surprise to Brock. Did they get it over? It got over like gangbusters. Look at how rest entertaining that was. Look at that, you, That's it. I rest my case. You know, you know I got to throw this in there. Look at the big balls on Corey Graves. You work for a company and you say, you know, I just don't like the product that I work for. Not many people have the balls to say that because you're basically saying to the producers, to the directors and the writers, I don't like your work. And you got to walk around in the locker room. You got to walk around in the production office. You got to walk around in catering and see these people that you say you don't like their work. That's just got to be a little uncomfortable. And I'm wondering, has it been addressed with them yet? Because I wouldn't take kind I would go walk up to Corey Graves and say, so tell me, what about my shit stinks? You tell me. And, and tell me how you would make it better. Since now, you're not so talking smart. about the wrestlers. You're talking about the guys on creative. I'm talking about the creative guys. Right. I will walk right up to him and ask him. So what if I criticize you and your delivery? Can't we do this behind closed doors? I mean, I know you got a podcast and everything. But maybe you might want to... Talk to somebody before you go off the cuff like that. So what I if I that was conversation is that conversation had to be had. Okay, fair enough. Eric Bischoff wrote a book that said was titled Controversy Creates Cash. What if I were to tell you that they told Corey Graves, go out there and say whatever you want, as long as it's controversial, as long as it gets people talking and there won't be any heat afterwards. Hmm. I, I'm I'm with it. I understand. I can see because that. I don't think a guy like Corey Graves, who's extremely outspoken, would be able to go on a WWE-produced show and be handcuffed. 
I just don't see a guy like that, like him being able to do it. It's like with the WWE backstage show. It's like, oh, you know, it's going to be, a, you know, everybody's going to say whatever they want to say, and we're not going to worry about who we offend. You're just going to go out there. Do you really get that feeling when they're on there? Or is there no. always that, that black cloud of fear looming over everybody that, oh, I'm going to get heat, oh, I'm going to get heat? Yeah, I always, um, always like it when somebody says something because it's always like, uh-oh. There's going to be some fallout, but they don't do it that often. They, they, they give you just enough. So just he goes on to say, Corey Graves goes on to say, there are a lot of awful, horrendous storylines. May Young gave birth to a hand. Now, obviously, that hand was your child. Uh, would you consider that storyline horrendous? I think that in the grander scheme of things of pro wrestling, you would think a woman, an 80-year-old woman dating a wrestler and having a child that happened to be a prosthetic hand, complete fiction, would not work. But what happened? We went out it there. It got over. And got <laughs> over. I am almost 50 years old, 48 years old. Everywhere I go in my life today, how's the hand? That was over 15 years ago. My job is to entertain and to get over. And if you thought that it was chicken shit, then fine. But what was the outcome? That's what I, we were doing our jobs as entertainers, as performers, as wrestlers. Now, if you want to criticize something, like you just said, the handcuffing is what you criticize, not the storyline, because Bobby Lashley and Lana, despite whether he likes it or not, it gets more views on social media than anything else in the show. <laughs> Nobody's doing those numbers. So obviously people like it. Just take that and say, you know what? There's something for everybody on the show. It's a variety show. I got to tell you, Mark, um, I would never, I don't think I would call the hand gimmick horrendous. I think, uh, or, or you know what? If it was horrendous on paper, you and May, you and May made it stupendous on television. Right. How's that? Because exactly what you just said. We're talking about it 15 years later, 20 years later. May Young gave birth to a hand. May Young took a power bomb off of a stage. We're still talking about these things 20, 25 years later. An 80-year-old woman popped a hand out of her gimmick and you know got beat up so bad. Was it horrendous? No. You know, you know what the best part about the hand? that I took with me from it is Gerald Briscoe 
and Pat Patterson, two Hall of Famers, May Young and Moolah, Hall of Famers, in a segment with Mark Henry, another Hall of Famer, how could it fail? How? It was the talent that made it work. Everybody in that room made that work. I didn't do it by myself. And I can see what Corey's saying. That is hokey. That is it's it's not wrestling. Listen, if Corey, this is this is this is directed straight at Corey. Anybody know Corey that hears my voice? You call him and tell him this. He's in the best place in the world of pro wrestling. And 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 there's other places that are coming up that are doing really really well. NXT, AEW, New Japan. They're they're the they're the they're the ones that are on the cusp of being what the WWE Raw and SmackDown are. Enjoy where you work, Corey. Enjoy what you see because it's an entertainment company. If you want to do pro wrestling, then you quit and say, I, I, I love with, with my time here, but I would rather do pro wrestling. And you see how that takes you. I rest my case. It almost sounds like you're not exactly enthralled with his comments. Not not all the way. I, I like I said, I, I respect the balls and I can see some of what he's saying as it relates to the talent being allowed to go out there and do more to polish up things. But I would never criticize the art of entertainment, which I really like in pro wrestling. Would you, would you criticize the current creative process in the WWE? Yeah, I would criticize talent. I would criticize announcers. I would criticize the the creative process. But I would not do it in a way where it felt like I was against the the creative or against the talent. And that's what it felt like with this comment. It felt like you were against pro wrestling, not a part of us. And it is a us. It's not a I. And Corey is working with a team. And there are people that are affected by what you say. So make sure that when you say it, you're ready for what's going to come afterwards. And I I don't know. I mean, I, I would hope that he's ready for one of the creative uh, writers or producers coming to him and say, man, what the hell? Why would you say that? I think that Corey Graves is a is a pretty smart guy. I'd love to see Corey Graves' brains utilized a lot more when it came to the creative process or comes to the creative process. 
I think Corey Graves was a Darby Allen-esque character, persona, before Darby Allen. They come from that same kind of background, same kind of lifestyle. I, I, I think I'm, I'm dead on balls accurate with that one. Um, I understand what you're saying about being so critical in public about a place that you work for, especially when it comes to that backstage interaction when a writer walks up to you at catering and go, all right, man, what the hell is wrong with my creative? What am I writing? You know, what's so bad about what I'm writing? It definitely can cause an uncomfortable situation and a lot of controversy, but maybe that controversy is exactly what they are looking for. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open podcast.